0: Chapter 20. On the day following their telephone conversation, Tim Driscoll and Eric Anthony met in Tim's room. Tim made tea on a hot plate, and they sat down at a small table. Still mystified and distressed, Tim had just spent the longest twenty-four hours of his life. He was ready to believe anything. Since Tim's call, Eric had thought of nothing else, Leaving school immediately, he traveled 250 miles from Anchorage to Kodiak Island by bus and boat, all the while pondering two questions. How will Tim react when he's told about the Kirins, and If there was a second voice, whose was it? Certain one voice was Till's. Eric was just as sure Jack had something to do with it. Three factors made him think so. Till had disappeared. Jack was at his uncle's house when Eric phoned and Bailey had a small, empty box, voices coming from it. Tell me what's going on, said Tim, gazing at Eric. Eric cleared his throat. Another intelligent race exists on Earth. You've got to be kidding, man, said Tim, pushing his chair back. They're called Kierens. They're small and invisible to humans. Tim listened, wide-eyed. Eric telling him everything from Kieran's relationships with animals, birds, and fish, to Till's staying with Eric and Jack. Tim was dumbfounded. This stuff's off the wall, he thought. Incredible. (laughs) Impossible. I was ready to believe anything, but this? Yet this guy seems like a rational person. Something really weird happened yesterday. Unbelievable as it seems. This would explain it. He thought of something. Vanity's been catching huge amounts of fish and crab for months. Nobody can explain it. Even the crew doesn't know how, but we weren't complaining. The captain seems to know something no one else does. Now you tell me about little critters, invisible ones, that can talk to animals? You think? When I first saw Till, he was in a stream communicating with fish. Tim shook his head. That's gotta be it. Can you believe it? What did you call him? Kieran's. Somehow it... He's been drawing fish and crab to our boat. What am I saying? I don't believe any of this. Getting up, he paced the floor. Bailey put him in a box, and for all these months made him do it. Man, this is too much. You said there might have been a second voice? When the voice... Maybe it was this Tills... I don't know anything that's going on here... When it said your name and where you lived, it was like it was asking someone else about it, who I I couldn't hear very well. Tim remembered something. You said these little buggers, whatever they are, use birds? Yesterday, two huge uh, blackbirds, crows? No bigger, landed on the cabin, and Bailey kind of went berserk, climbing up to the roof and swiping at one before they took off. Any connection? Might be. Eric paused. We have to free tell and whoever's with him. Where are they now? Bailey keeps the box with him all the time, by the steering wheel when he's on the boat, in a duffel bag when he goes home. Where would he be now? Tim looked at his watch. It's five thirty. He goes to the Blue Loon for supper. He's dangerous, carries a handgun under his coat, threatened to beat me to a pulp if I told anyone about this. I can't believe this is happening. What does he look like? Tim described him. Let's try to find him, said Eric. Don't worry, we'll be cautious. We can't be seen together, said Tim, as they walked toward the Blue Loon Saloon. He'd be suspicious of anyone he saw with me. It's up there. The tavern was a block ahead. I'll go in first, said Eric. You come in a few minutes later. If he's there, point him out. If he's not, sit down with me. Eric entered, and the tavern was jumping. Looking for a booth, he glanced about for the bearded captain, but saw no one like him, and sat down near the back. Tim entered and glanced about nervously. Seeing Eric, he sat down with him. Not here, said Tim. If he comes, when he comes, I'm out of here. Ordering coffee, they waited. Before long, Bailey burst through the front door, red duffel bag in hand. Tim got up and slipped out the back way. Bellying up to the bar, Bailey put the bag on the floor, then sat down on a stool. Alaskan summers are short, and it was a Friday night. The joint was packed and noisy, everyone having a good time. Bailey was in a jolly mood. Getting up, he strolled about, but never too far from the bag, slapping acquaintances on the back, ordering drinks for himself and friends. Shortly, he sat down on his stool and ordered dinner. Visualizing what the bag contained, Eric watched his adversary closely. Bailey was finishing his meal when the jovial friend beside him got up from his bar stool, shook hands all around, and started for the door. Eric approached the empty stool. A bleary-eyed Bailey turned toward him. Anyone sitting here? asked Eric. Just left, said Bailey, smiling. Welcome aboard! Eric sat down. Bailey turned away and began joking with friends. Eric ordered a beer, then spoke to Bailey. Can I uh, buy you a drink, Captain? Bailey looked at him. Friend, anybody can buy me a drink. Bailey's Irish Cream on the Rocks, he told the bartender. What else? Named after me. Laughing, he focused on Eric. Haven't seen you around, Kodiak. Where'd you come from? Wisconsin. Came up here to see what the last frontier has to offer. (laughs) Might settle down here. A cheesehead, scoffed Bailey. Hey, everyone, we have a cheesehead, a Wisconsinite in our midst. He turned, serious. Alaska's all right. Anything can happen here. Kodiak Island, Alaska's Emerald Isle. One of the country's largest commercial fishing ports is here. He looked Eric in the eye. But don't come here to fish. That's my territory. No one's gonna take it. Ask anyone, they'll tell you I'm the best by far. He laughed. Uh, (laughs) Ah, I've caught more fish and crab than anyone ever. Hey, he said, turning to the others. My friend here is buying. Buying drinks, especially for Bailey, Eric kept a watchful eye on the duffel bag. Eventually, Bailey stood up unsteadily. Gotta go, you know where, to see a man about a horse. Wobbling off, he left the bag alone on the floor. Picking it up, Eric made for the door. Tim had been watching through the back window. Returning to the bar, Bailey saw that the duffel was missing. Where's the kid from Wisconsin, he bellowed. Where's my bag? The bar fell silent. Who took it? He spoke softly. I know who did. What do they spawn in Wisconsin, cheeseheads or boneheads? Carrying the treasured bag, Eric ran beside Tim. A friend of mine lives right there, said Tim after about a block. Let's go in. Bursting through the door to a small apartment building, they climbed the stairs and Tim knocked on a door. Coming, sang a woman's voice. The door opened. It was a young woman with long red hair wearing denim jeans and a jacket. "'Hey, Tim,' she said. "'Can we come in?' he asked. "'Sure.' Eyeing Eric, she closed the door behind them. "'Who's your friend?' She stared at the red duffel bag. "'This is Eric,' said Tim. "'Jennifer, we need a couple of minutes alone. "'Can we use your bedroom?' She raised her eyebrows. "'Okay,' she said. "'What's with the bag? "'What'd you do, rob a bank?' she giggled. "'Gonna count the money here? "'Picked out a great place to do that!' Eric gave her a curious look. He and Tim stepped into the bedroom and closed the door. Eric put the bag on the bed, unzipped it, and spread it open. They were devastated. Bailey's no fool, said Tim. The cage was gone. Inside was nothing but newspapers.